Rojbaş, this is the Kurdish edition podcast and I'm your host Sardar Saadi. Hi everyone, welcome to the 14th episode of the Kurdish edition podcast. In this episode, I'll talk about Rojhalat, Eastern Kurdistan or the Kurdish part of Iran and the Kurdish struggle for self-determination in that part of uh, Kurdistan. This episode is based on a recent article that I wrote for a special issue of the Middle East uh, report, Merib, called uh, Kurdistan One and Many. This, of course, is not the version on Merib, uh, as the published article went through an editorial uh, process in which both the language and uh, some parts of my original piece were changed. But it was my first attempt writing about Rosh Halat and Iran and I'm glad it was published. I think uh, it is important also to mention that my primary research focus is uh, actually on Bakur, northern Kurdistan, Turkey, and my research looks at the urban dynamics of the Kurdish self-determination movement in that part of Kurdistan, especially in the city of Diyarbakir. Maybe I'll do an episode in future about, uh, about my research. Uh, but anyways, uh, back to our topic today. The year we are in, uh, 2020, has not been a favorable uh, year, to say at least. And it started by an event after which World War III, in different versions, became the most popular hashtag on Twitter for hours. And it made everyone deeply worried about an upcoming war. Hello. In a dramatic escalation of tensions in the Middle East, a U.S. airstrike has killed Iran's most important military commander. On January 3, 2020, Iran's top commander, Qasem Soleimani, was killed in an American drone strike in Baghdad, Iraq, along with some top commanders of Iraqi Hashta uh, Shabi Popular Mobilization Forces. Soleimani was the commander of the Quds Force of the Islamic Re- Revolutionary Guard Corps, IRGC. He was practically the second person in the Islamic Republic of Iran after the supreme leader Ayatollah Khamenei. And more than a military commander, he was uh, in fact the regime's man in the Middle East region. Soleimani was also a key figure in many politics in regard uh, to the Kurdish people in the region, uh, especially in Bashur, Iraqi Kurdistan. He played a crucial role in a reoccupation of Kirkuk, the city of Kirkuk, by Iraqi forces and especially by uh, Hashta Shab'i uh, in October 2017. In Rojalat, uh, Soleimani and the Quds forces are uh, well known to the Kurdish people. Even though Karagah Ramazan, the Ramazan headquarters is the main military body of the IRGC in Kurdistan. Soleimani and many members of the Quds force have been involved in killing and repressing Kurds inside and outside of Iran. In fact, uh, um, uh, Ismail Qani, Soleimani's uh, successor, was one of the uh, IRGC's uh, top commanders in Kurdistan in the 1980s uh, in the war against the Kurdish people. But the act of killing in which Soleimani died was not uh, something uh, unfamiliar, something unknown to the Iranian regime. In fact, the newly established theocratic regime of Iran after the Iranian revolution killed many of its opponents throughout the world in terrorist attacks. Many Kurdish leaders and politicians were killed by the Iranian operatives in Europe and in Iraqi Kurdistan. 
the Kurds began to defend themselves, and this war against all odds is entering its fourth year. Dr. Hassemlou explains. We are fighting for our freedom, and as you know, Kurds are divided among four nations. So, uh, actually, there is no government which is interested in Kurdish cause. What we want or what we want to do, maybe we may interest only the public opinion of Western countries. And that's, of course, very important for us. Our position is clear even now that this war is not in the interest of Iraq and neither Iran. Uh, we think that this war is uh, going against uh, population in Iraq and Iran. As you know, that uh, not only the southern part of Iran in Khuzestan is destroyed, also the southern part of Kurdistan is destroyed. And we have more than two millions of displaced people in Iran from Khuzestan and from southern Kurdistan. What you listened to was a brief interview with uh, the Kurdish leader, uh, Dr. Abdurrahman Qasem Lu, that was recorded sometimes in the later years of the Iran-Iraq war between 1980 and 1988. The source is unknown to me. In July 1989, Iranian operatives, most likely members of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, assassinated Dr. Qasem Lu in Vienna, Austria. Qasem Lu was the leader of the Kurdistan Democratic Party uh, of Iran, KDPI, and he was in Vienna to negotiate with Iranian representatives about the Kurdish question in Iran. These representatives uh, were in fact the assassins who were uh, in, in the capital of Austria under uh, diplomatic cover, and 31 years later, they are still at large. Along with Qasem Lu, Abdullah Qadri Azar, a senior Kurdish politician from the KDPI, and Fazl Rasul, an Iraqi Kurdish uh, university professor who was also the mediator between Iran and the, KDP, the KDPI, were killed. Dr. The assassination campaign of the Iranian regime did not start with Dr. Qasem Lu and did, and did not stop with him. In a decade after the establishment of the Islamic Republic, tens of Iranian and Kurdish politicians and activists were assassinated uh, uh, throughout the world and especially in European countries. Three years after Qasem Lu, in September 1992, Iranian operatives assassinated another Kurdish leader, Dr. Sadiq Sharafkandi, who had replaced Dr. Qasem Lu and took over the KDPI's uh, leadership. He was assassinated in a Greek restaurant in Berlin, Germany, uh, called uh, Mykonos, along with three other senior figures in the Kurdish and Iranian opposition, Fatah Abduli, Homayun Erdalan and Nuri Dehkurdi.
The terror machine of the Islamic Republic temporarily stopped here after German judicial system took a stronger position against the Iranian regime. After the European countries decided to halt their diplomatic relationship with Iran, apparently the Iranian regime had agreed to stop its assassinations in Europe in order to restore its, di its diplomacy with, uh, with Europe. However, Iranian terrorists have continued uh, to assassinate Kurdish politicians and activists, especially in Iraqi Kurdistan. And in fact, in September 2018, the uh, IRGC carried out a missile attack against the headquarters of the KDPI uh, in a small town, uh, Koya, uh, called Koya, uh, near Sleimani, that killed at least 15 leaders and members of the KDPI and wounded uh, 50 more. Now, before talking about the current situation of Rosh Halat and uh, the Kurds in Iran, let me give you some background of the Kurdish reality uh, in that part of Kurdistan. Rosh Halat, meaning the place where the sun rises, uh, refers to the eastern part of Kurdistan, the Kurdish homeland, uh, which has been long in the making. In most news reports and scholarly literature, Rosh Halat is usually referred to as Iranian Kurdistan or the Kurdish region of Iran. However, since the late 1990s and the expansion of Kurdish media, especially Kurdish satellite TVs that started to use a terminology to address Kurds in Kurdistan and all around the world, Kurds have begun referring to the Kurdish region of uh, Iran as Rosh Halat in an attempt to decolonize Kurdistan, at least discursively. The circulation of this concept among Kurds living in, in Iran and elsewhere reflects a conceptualization that the Kurdish region of uh, Western Iran is part of a broader set of lands, societies, and economies, uh, which includes Rojava, which is, uh, which is northern and eastern parts of uh, Syria, uh, Bakur, northern Kurdistan, or eastern and southeastern parts of Turkey, and uh, Bashur, or southern Kurdistan, which is uh, basically northern uh, parts of Iraq. This change in uh, nomenclature uh, reflects new patterns in the political life of Kurds living, the, uh, living under the Iranian state. A dialectic of denial and resistance, as uh, Professor Abbas Wali remarks, has determined the Kurdish movement, but the demand for Kurdish autonomy has been shaped by historically specific circumstances of each country within which the Kurdish question has evolved. Thus, uh, despite symbolically decolonizing Kurdistan in name, uh, Kurdish autonomy more than ever is conditioned by the borders that have divided the Kurdish homeland. With the Iranian revolution in 1979, Kurds in Iran experienced a revival of their movement for self-determination. Thank you. 
Kurds demanded cultural and administrative autonomy or khudmukhtari for the Kurdish region. In the early months after the revolution, they successfully set up city councils in many urban centers under their control, where grassroots organizations such as labor unions, women organizations, and cultural centers also started uh, flourishing. However, this limited liberation did not last long. The newly established Islamic Republic uh, deployed armed groups which would later constitute the core of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, uh, IRGC, in Kurdistan, killing scores, outlawing uh, political parties and blocking representation in the emerging new government. Since then, the Kurdish region has been under a highly militarized and securitized control. In Rojalat, after more than 40 years, the demand for Kurdish autonomy persists, but most Kurdish political parties have merged this demand into proposing a federal system uh, for uh, the future of Iran. Even though the Kurdish self-determination movement is the most uh, salient in Iran among other oppressed nationalities, it is clear for Kurds and their movement that the multinational and multi-religious characteristics of Iran does not allow a solution for national and religious oppression in, uh, in this country solely based on the Kurdish condition. Kurdish autonomy in relation to Rojalad and what is referred to as the Kurdish question have been largely absent from debates around Iran and the Middle East. One of the reasons behind this absence is the ongoing severe repression of the Kurdish people by the Iranian state. According uh, to a most recent uh, report by the United Nations Special Repertoire on the situation of human rights in the Islamic Republic of Iran, uh, which was published in July 2019, nearly half of Iran's uh, political prisoners are ethnic Kurds. Kurds also uh, quote, uh, constitute a disp uh, disproportionately uh, high number of those that receive the death penalty and are executed, end of quote. According to this report, in 2018 alone, uh, 828 Kurdish citizens in Iran were arrested because of their political activism or membership in uh, banned Kurdish political parties, and most of them later faced long-term imprisonment. Zara Mohammadi, a 27 years old uh, female Kurdish teacher and social activist, uh, can be an example who has been involved in several uh, NGOs, uh, and uh, she is one of those arrested in 2018. Mohammadi is among the many Kurdish activists in Iran who defied the crushing pressure of the Iranian regime against Kurds while actively involved in many areas of civic engagement, such as demanding education in their mother tongue, uh, championing Kurdish culture, and uh, pushing environmental uh, activism. Kurds in Iran are estimated to number 10 to uh, 12 million, uh, comprising 12 to 15 percent of the total population of Iran. Kurds after uh, Persians and Azeri Turks are the third largest national group in Iran. The main Kurdish populated prov provinces of Iran uh, are West Azerbaijan, uh, Kurdistan, Kermanshah, and Ilam uh, provinces. Uh, which are located in the western and northwestern parts of the country along the frontiers with Turkey and Iraq. There is a sizable Kurdish community in the northeastern uh, provinces of Iran, 
the former Khorasan province and a considerable number of Kurds living in the capital city of Tehran as well as uh, some central provinces of Iran. In terms of religion, uh, Kurds in Iran are divided between Sunni Islam, uh, Shafi'i, uh, Shia Islam, uh, Twelvers, and Yarasanism or Ahl Haq. However, the religious identity of Kurds uh, has not been the primary driver of their political demands and most Kurdish political parties in Iran adhere to secularism. And culturally speaking, Kurds in Iran uh, can be differentiated among themselves around the lines of religion, linguistic characteristics such as dialects of Kurdish language spoken in each region, uh, as well as uh, in some parts, uh, affiliation with uh, tribal uh, communities. The economy of the Kurdish region of Iran has been traditionally based on agriculture and animal husbandry in rural areas and commerce in the urban centers. The limited number of industrial sites and their geopolitical locations along the outer edge of uh, Kurdish provinces speak to uh, long-term policies of uh, de-development in Kurdistan and an economy based on security and militarization. Young Kurdish workers often migrate to different parts of the country to work in harsh conditions, for example, uh, laborers in brick factories, Kurakhana, uh, agricultural markets in the bigger cities and the oil industry in southern Iran in order to provide for their families back in Kurdistan. Uh, the proximity of some of the cities of Roshala to Bashur uh, has helped the local residents to develop a border market uh, in those areas. And since 2009, the Iranian government uh, has uh, lifted uh, uh, like relatively some uh, restrictions against this border trade. So some of these cities have undergone a commercial boom where many shopping malls have popped up specializing in goods uh, brought to the country both legally and illegally. Such border markets have evolved into one of the venues for the Iranian state uh, to bypass economic sanctions. Despite the limited prosperity it has brought the majority of the region's poor have only grown further uh, marginalized uh, by it as they have uh, become the cheap labor force to smuggle goods on, uh, for this market uh, in order to survive. This new form of labor uh, emerged after uh, this border market is called the uh, Kolberi. Kolber or porter is someone who carries different products on their back across the mountainous uh, borderland. And while it is not always illegal to engage in this trade, coal bears uh, sometimes explode in minefields left over from the Iran-Iraq war, are regularly shot dead by Iranian border guard, or fall to their death uh, from the steep cliffs. Since the establishment of the Islamic Republic of Iran in the aftermath of the 1979 revolution, Roshalat has been a center for an oppositional revolutionary polity rejecting the new regime. With the founding of the Islamic Republic, Shia Islam was added to the existing uh, ethno-national feature of the Pahlavi state uh, before revolution in Iran, uh, which privileged Persian identity. This Kurdish resistance against the newly added religious identity, which later became the main feature of the state, was not based on the fact that half of the Kurdish population uh, are Sunni Muslim. Uh, 
it was rather about secularism versus uh, religious politics. And even a well-known Kurdish Sunni uh, cleric and leader in Mahabad uh, named uh, Sheikh Izzadin Husseini was promoting secularism and leftist politics. Nonetheless, the government successfully used religion to divide Kurds based on their Shia or Sunni affiliation, with most of the Shia Kurds living in Kermashan and uh, Ilan provinces uh, uh, proving less active in the revolt against the Islamic Republic at its founding moment. In subsequent years, Sunni Kurds became doubly excluded and based on the newly uh, written constitution, only Shia men could be elected to key political positions and most importantly to the presidency. Although religious-based discrimination has made the life of Sunni citizens more difficult, for the majority of people in Iran and Rojalat, the struggle against uh, uh, the religious domination in everyday life, regardless of sectarian doctrine. Women in Rojalat and Iran have suffered most under the theocratic regime of Iran and they take an important part in the Kurdish struggle for both Kurdish autonomy and for women's uh, liberation. Now that we have some basic idea of the Kurdish reality in Iran, let me get into a more historical background of the Kurdish struggle for self-determination uh, in this country. Kurds and Persians have cultural and historical ties uh, that go back to uh, ancient times. Historically, Kurds have been stuck in the territorial feuds between empires and they were largely pushed to the mountainous areas of the region. They enjoyed a relative autonomy on their lands under the rule of their principalities both in Iran and in the uh, former uh, Ottoman Empire until they were excluded in the process of inventing modern nation-states in the Middle East region. Scholars of the state in the Middle East uh, pay a special attention to some uh, distinguishable features in the process of state formation in the region that differ significantly from the West and the historical repression of the Kurds in the region is related to this process. Some of the characteristics of the state in the Middle East predominantly reflect the patrimonial legacy of the state as well as uh, a rentier economic structure which was uh, once mainly based on agriculture and in the modern times shifted to oil and political control of the market. The rentier state is especially an important factor as the role of uh, global powers in shaping the region and determining the political fate of each country based on their place in the way the global market has been ordered. In the case of Iran, its geopolitical location has been another significant feature in the, in the way the imperial powers have played their role in this country. Furthermore, uh, the capitalist relations of production that have developed in Iran and other countries of the region have been shaped by this uh, patrimonial and uh, uh, rentier state uh, tradition. But the class division in these countries uh, has also been uh, about the center and the periphery in which the center represents the dominant ethnic or religious group and periphery is where the oppressed and marginalized groups are located. Nation was created based on the identity of the dominant group and mainly by the power of the state uh, representing that uh, nation and through violence in different scales. The newly formed nation state uh, has declared any form of resistance against the rule as separatism 
and terrorism until today. For the Kurds in Iran, the struggle for self-determination is related to this history and the formation of nation-state in this country. From 1905 to 1911, the Constitutional Revolution of Iran kicked off a century of political upheaval. The first Iranian constitution was approved in 1906, uh, which was the first attempt to impose a sovereign identity uh, of the modern uh, Iranian nation-state. And this uh, constitution actually declared Persian the official language of Iran. In 1925, uh, Reza Khan Mirpanj, a military commander with, uh, with Great Britain's assistance, uh, overthrew the last king of the Qajar dynasty and declared himself the Shah of Iran. Reza Khan, who became Reza Shah Pahlavi, established his rule based on uh, the three pillars of uh, centralization, westernization, and uh, Persianization of the country. Uh, similar to uh, what we have seen uh, in uh, in those years in uh, in Turkey under the rule of Mustafa Kemal, who was later named as Ataturk or the father of Turks. In Kurdistan, this meant uh, a campaign of assimilation, including a ban on Kurdish language and publications. In 1946, with the direct help uh, of the Soviet Union, both Kurds and Azeri Turks established their own autonomous republics in Kurdistan, centered in the city of Mahabad and in Azerbaijan. Although the Kurdish Republic of Mahabad only lasted 11 months, it became a shining example of Kurds successfully ruling themselves. As Abbas Veli argues, this republic marks the advent of modern nationalism in Kurdistan. In 1947, the Soviet Union abandoned those uh, two republics and left them uh, to the mercy of the newly uh, restructured Iranian state under the rule of, of uh, Mohammad Reza Shah Pahlavi, the successor and son of Reza Shah, who was uh, uh, ousted in 1941. Soon the Iranian uh, army attacked both Azerbaijan and Kurdistan and managed to take them over. Qazi Muhammad, uh, the leader of the Kurdish Republic, and his uh, companions were executed. In the period between 1947 to 1979, uh, some Kurdish guerrilla movements uh, rose up, uh, especially in 1967-1968, but they did not uh, become uh, significant threats against the government. 
The reign of Muhammad Reza Shah Pahlavi was protected via uh, mass arrests and repression of any political uh, dissent, along with uh, a regime of terror and surveillance under the Shah's notorious uh, intelligence agency, Sawak. There was, however, one important event that uh, has not received much attention, and it is the Peasants' Uprising of uh, 1952 in the Mukran region of Kurdistan. Uh, Mukran is basically the southern parts of uh, uh, the West Azerbaijan province, uh, where city of Mahabad, Bukan, Piranshar, Oshneviye, uh, and Nagada, uh, among others, are, lo- uh, are located. This uprising took place during the, the government of the Prime Minister, uh, Dr. Mohammad Mossadegh. It was suppressed uh, months after it began uh, by Kurdish landlords and village uh, chiefs, while Mossadegh, who uh, had shown support for uh, peasants and land reforms, was overthrown by a CIA-orchestrated uh, coup in 1953. The Peasants' Uprising of 1952 uh, portrayed uh, some deep class divisions in the Kurdish society. These class divisions uh, were later uh, reflected in Kurdish politics, and in 1979, the first Communist Party in Rojalat, the Society of Revolutionary Tailors of Iranian Kurdistan, commonly referred to as uh, Komala, was born. In the early years after the 1979 revolution, Komala became one of the primary protagonists of the leftist movement in Iran and Kurdistan, and it redefined Kurdish autonomy along a revolutionary class-based politics. After the 1979 revolution, uh, Kurds uh, bycoded a referendum for the Islamic uh, Republic's constitution. Talks between the Iranian regime, mainly the moderate uh, transition government after the revolution, and Kurdish opposition groups uh, took place, but uh, they ultimately failed. Ayatollah Khomeini declared jihad against Kurds and ordered the army to cleanse Kurdistan. Kurdish political organizations and some Iranian leftist groups uh, that had moved to Kurdistan launched uh, armed resistance against the Islamic Republic, and while the Iranian army still had to restructure itself, the newly established uh, IRGC took the leading role uh, in suppressing Kurdish resistance. 
Kurdish opposition groups fled the cities for the mountains and the armed struggle continued until the early 1990s, extending beyond the period when Iran was also at war with Iraq. In the 1980s, while the regime was uh, simultaneously engaged in the war and establishing an Islamic system in all aspects of social, cultural and political life, a massacre of political prisoners in Iran took place that, according to some reports, uh, one of them from Amnesty International, it resulted in the execution of more than uh, 30,000 prisoners. The regime of terror continued and expanded beyond uh, Iran's border, and as, as I mentioned earlier, in July 1989, Iranian state operatives assassinated Dr. Abdurrahman Qasimlu. Inside Iran, after the beginning of the reformist movement and the coming to power of uh, President Khatami in 1997, a political uh, opening, uh, even though very restricted, allowed Kurdish activists and journalists to become actively and visibly involved in the social and cultural uh, life of Iran and Rojalad. It was during this time that the two main Kurdish political parties, the KDPI and Komala, had stopped their guerrilla movement and uh, settled in different uh, camps in Iraqi Kurdistan. Many bilingual uh, Kurdish Farsi magazines and journals such as Abider, Mahabad, Payami Kurdistan, Payami Mardom, Roshalat, Sirwan and uh, Zreybar and the number of periodicals by Kurdish students in different universities of Iran such as uh, Rwanga uh, began uh, to publish. Many associations and student activist groups uh, sprung up around different areas of environmentalism, social welfare, uh, culture, and language. One exceptional example was the Kurdistan Human Rights Organization, which was founded in 2005 and became very active in the years after. Kurds continued to support reformist candidates in elections, sometimes uh, despite what uh, Kurdish political parties uh, were advising. With the 2005 coming to power of Ahmadinejad, a conservative hardliner and the increase of social and political tensions both inside Iran and with the outside world, hopes for a peaceful change in Iran uh, diminished. However, uh, the Khatami era gave uh, rise to another group of actors in Rojalat who were coming from a middle-class background and holding uh, some sort of uh, administrative ties to the government. They promoted a politics of change regarding the, uh, the Kurdish question based on reforms and civic engagements with the government inside Iran. For the most part, they were successful at keeping their uh, distance from uh, the Kurdish opposition parties. Uh, nonetheless, the ongoing government repression, uh, social base of these activists and uncertain conditions they found themselves in prevented them from forming a powerful uh, block, political block inside uh, Iran, uh, if we basically borrow the Gramscian uh, concept of the historical uh, block here for a moment. Most Kurds in uh, Rojhalat did not participate actively in the 2009 Green Movement or uh, succeeding protests, which mainly took place in Tehran and some uh, central cities of Iran. But Kurdish activists bore the government's violent response against the people, and in May 2010, four Kurdish activists, among them a Kurdish teacher, writer, and poet named Farzad Kamangar, were executed.
Despite the, the demise of political organizations dating back to the uh, 1960s, people in Kurdistan grew uh, more politically mobilized and engaged. A series of uh, uprisings in cities of Kurdistan, such as in Mahabad, Sanandaj, and Meriwan, in the last three decades have taken place against uh, the state violence in Kurdistan and to affirm the Kurdish people's uh, will uh, in the struggle for uh, self-determination. In the late 1990s, the two, Kurdish, uh, uh, the two main Kurdish political uh, parties at the time, which I mentioned, KDPI and Komala, had become quite weakened by internal uh, conflicts and fragmentations. A new political actor was about to born in Rojalat. The Kurdistan uh, Workers' Party, the PKK, with the strong argument of unifying Kurdistan and an anti-colonial struggle at the time, with powerful media presence, started to expand its uh, activities into Rojalat. The February 1999 protests in many cities of Rojalat and Iran were in fact aimed against the abduction of Abdullah Ocalan, the leader of the PKK, who has since remained imprisoned in in Imrali Island in the Marmara Sea in Turkey. These new protagonists mostly consist of uh, leftist Kurdish students, uh, activists and intellectuals inside Iran who were critical of the KDPI and Komala's politics and in search for an alternative. They were later organized into a political party called the Kurdistan Free Life Party, Pajak, in 2004, which was affiliated with the PKK and following Ojalan's teachings. Based in the strategic mountainous areas of Kurdistan along the Iran-Iraq border, Pajak has become very active in Rojalat. Since uh, its inception, many armed clashes between Pajak fighters and the Iranian security forces have occurred. The successful experience of the Kurds in, Roj uh, in Rojava in Syria since 2012 in implementing a social and political system based on Ojalan's paradigm of democratic confederalism and the, and the principles of uh, grassroots uh, democracy, coexistence of different ethnic and religious communities, gender liberation, uh, a cooperative economy and protection of uh, environment led the, the, the Pejak to propose a similar roadmap for the future of uh, Rojalat and Iran. Of course, the challenge of its implementation given uh, Iran's uh, geopolitical situation uh, compared to Syria is uh, something for uh, further discussions. Kurdish politics in Iran is divided between the two different political tendencies that is represented by political parties that are either situated in the mountains uh, like uh, Pajak or in camps in Iraqi Kurdistan uh, such as KDPI uh, and KDP. The demand for Kurdish autonomy within a democratic and federal political structure of the future Iran is shared by these parties. However, the approach to the Kurdish autonomy is uh, contentious uh, between these parties and is divided between Kurdish nationalism and a more inclusive uh, leftist politics. On the other hand, Kurdish civic activism inside Iran is a significant actor that could prove detrimental to any possibility of change in Rojalat. With the uh, deteriorating uh, economy of the country, the Kurds in Iran are among those uh, that have suffered from unemployment, 
cuts in social welfare and a lack of public and private investment uh, in uh, many cities of Rochalat. These cities were among protesting cities in the fall of 2019 when demands uh, were raised, particularly around economic issues. Unlike previous uh, protests in the central regions of Iran, which were of a more political nature, this time it was the periphery that had come to the streets to demand uh, economic justice and political freedom. An increasingly neoliberalized economy in the hands of a military and religious uh, oligarchy, uh, mass corruption and the crushing sanctions against Iran, uh, they all have made the economy the sphere of the struggle against the regime. It would not be inaccurate to say that, that Kurds in Iran, as well as the other non-Persian national uh, communities, follow a different political agenda than the center, which is mainly Tehran, and those places where the sovereign Shia Persian identity is in the majority. Identity-based demands by the non-Persian communities in Iran have become louder, and any future political change in Iran can no longer ignore these demands. Violence, repression, and, and divisive politics have allowed the Iranian state to maintain the fragile balance between repressed national uh, groups in Iran. Nonetheless, these politics have only postponed and intensified long-expected eruption in every structure of the Iranian society. On the regional and international level, the situation is more dire. The killing of Soleimani was a major development that shook everyone uh, around the world, but the Iranian regime's direct and indirect uh, interventions in many parts of the Middle East are among uh, the reasons that the region is in turmoil. Iran's escalating tensions with the West, and especially uh, the United States because of its nuclear program, has made the possibility of a disastrous war in the region looming larger than ever. Future prospects are dependent on the ways the Iranian state responds to uh, uh, grievances inside and expectations outside uh, of Iran, and uh, it's not promising. To conclude this episode, uh, I would like to emphasize again that uh, uh, true that the, the future of the Kurdish struggle for self-determination largely uh, depends on the regional uh, developments. But the people in Kurdistan and in Iran are imagining uh, another world that is not dominated by authoritarian regimes, sectarian politics, and imperialist interventions. And uh, maybe a message for our friends who are outside of Iran, people who are in solidarity with the people of Iran, I would like to say it again that our solidarity politics must consider the people of the region and an end to their sufferings uh, under the hands of these brutal regimes at its center.